welcome to Real Talk, episode 148. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Welcome to the show. That's it? All right. Hey, <laughs> behind the computer screen and his space shuttle command post, that's what it looks like. Space kinda. shuttle. Wouldn't you agree? Is the man the myth, Fun Turn Clint. Hello, hello. Fun Turn, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going, it's going. All right. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I, had a, I had a great time before the show. Listen, I've, I have had... I've run out of things to say. I told you. My, my intros at one point were just essentially clickbait, and I've ran out of anything to say. Hey, that was a professional one. It was. I, I ruined it. And I was like, that's it? Anyway. Listen, man, I, maybe next week I'll come back with a good one. No, I liked it. What if I do... What if I do... Uh, what do you call this? Like, tongue twisters. Just random tongue twisters. You, uh, you confident in your ability to do tongue twisters? Because nope. I'm not. That's why it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> oh, boy. So, hey, what's Real Talk? If you're new to this, the show, the podcast, Real Talk is three young guys <laughs> living life, talking it out, discussing the topics of the day. And really, we're just here to give a platform to give you kind of a Christian perspective on life. That's right, man. Um, we started based around a link that you're going to see somewhere in the description of this show, www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. The real in there is R-E-A-L. That's right. So it's slash real-talk. If you were to click that link, go all the way down to a box that says submit a question. Yep. Click the box. A form-fillable box will then appear on your screen. If you type your question, your comment, your thought, even copy and paste an article you want us to discuss into the That's box, right. hit submit. It goes into our database instantaneously and most importantly, anonymously. Couldn't find you if we tried. Nope. And we did that because we recognize that there's times that we have questions in this life. Maybe Christians out there, if you're listening, you're a Christian, that you want to ask but feel awkward to say out loud. Yep. Or maybe you don't want to ask your pastor just because of that reason. It's uncomfortable. That's right. So um, gives you that opportunity. Here's what we think. In this world, in the absence of an answer that the church refuses to go into, the world is going to give us an answer. And sometimes, maybe oftentimes even, that's not truth. And we yep. we know truth is um, only determined by God. That's right, He's man. the author of it. Yes. So that's it. <clears throat> we're also going to take a look. I'm so sorry for that cough in your ear. Uh, we're also going to take a look at uh, some articles. Yes. Current news of the day, which segment we like to call Real News, Real Views. Real News, Real Views. So that's it. That's the gist of it. We're 148 episodes. I think that was some of my Southern came out. 100, 148 episodes in. You Yankees. It's Hoosier slang. Yeah. <laughs> Not even from here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the gist of it. So we discussed the possibility of doing something special for 150. We won't. We never do. But we talk about it because we recognize <laughs> that that is a big... It's a big number. It's a milestone. It is a milestone, man. We'll do something. I am... <laughs> I know you're shaking your head, but we will. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done anything for any special <laughs> I don't thing think we have except either. for Grant coming on the one time for 100. Yeah, Kenny. yeah, because that was like a promise Cowboy made years Kenny. ago. And yeah. speaking of Cowboy Kenny, I didn't oh, apologize to him, but go on. That's first. hilarious. What? I think there was one time we did like a special thing for like a birthday where I got party poppers, and that was a terrible. Whose birthday was that? Was it a it was birthday? A show. It, I think it was the New show's Year's. birthday no, or New Year's. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Which it's New Year's. Which this also. is the New Year's episode. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell, we did nothing special. We have the party poppers still. They're very loud. <laughs> you know what? I'll pop one. I don't care. Wait, end. where's my... It's right here. They have to be, you have to be shifted over one, and they should be over to be good to Why go. Why are you pointing it at me? <laughs> 
I'll point at myself in case. Or it's... you could point somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you actually. Those have are to... already loaded, dude. Yeah, so you just have to Turn spin it. it. Yeah! I don't know why you think you have to spin it. It's a gun. I'm so sorry for all of you out there. This thing is smoking. Yeah. Look at that. So, it smells like a pop gun. Uh, remember those guns? Cap gun? Cap gun. You ever played with a cap gun? Uh, not really. You did, right? Yeah, my grandpa had one of the old ones. Like, it was like a... Double barrel, like I told you, I was never like, into guns very much. It's freaking awesome. We know, man. Where was my gun at? It's in, it's in your the Notre Dame. Dame. All right, you know what? Hey, everyone. It's a new year, and here's our only celebration. Nice. New year, 2022. Nice. Confetti. All right, here we are. <laughs> That's gonna really hurt the people that listen on the podcast. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't should have warned you. Yeah, we did not warn you. Yeah, the one I did is gonna really hurt their ears. So I'll sorry. To, I'll try to kind of bring it down. Hey, I'll bring they it gotta down. learn. You think you can make the explosion? Not only do that, but all over the screen like confetti. I can do that. Anyway, 100, percent I can do. I'm that. so sorry we did that, but it was. Oh, the cleanup's gonna be. There's confetti all over the studio floor now. <laughs> oh. Well. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, New Year. I didn't even think about that. That's right. So. In, I guess as we close out the year, yeah, it's important for me to get right some things I got wrong. You know, last week we discussed with you guys, if you're long-term viewers and listeners, we had a Clydesdale walking around the studio outside, <laughs> distracting us, right? And that's what it sounded like. Yeah. A Clydesdale horse just going up and down the <laughs> stairs, thumping, and I... If you go to the show, we stopped the show magically. I I apparated, teleported out, came back. That's what it looks like. <laughs> That's right. And told you all that we had found the culprit, and we and I had aimed my sights on, based on circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial. I evidence. blamed it on Cowboy Kenny. Yep. One of our interns. Now listen, Cowboy Kenny wears big honking work boots. Yep. All right, honking. That's a southern thing. Uh, we he so it made sense. Yeah. Also, at times I stand by what I said. He sometimes intentionally stomps around, in my opinion, <laughs> let us know that he's just the alpha male. All right, <laughs> I guess. Um, so I go out there, and Louisiana Hot Sauce was out there, who is our other intern. And I mentioned to you that I saw him, and I came in, and I, it all makes a lot of sense now. Because he goes, yeah, man, wasn't me or something to that effect. I love that. And Louisiana Hot Sauce, and I came in and said, hey, it couldn't have been him because of his martial arts background, which is true, right? This is true, though. Yeah. Well, Light I didn't tell feet. you guys. What? Light on his feet. Yeah. Well, well I thought. <laughs> later, later on, this whole story is actually hilarious from the perspective of Grant when you put it all in. So Grant, te- Grant, sorry, Cowboy Kenny texts us. In the midst of the show, which I didn't answer, and says, did you guys need something? Because <laughs> I had been yelling for him when I went out. So Louisiana Hot Sauce later on goes, hey, man, you know, maybe, you know, it was, was such a strange moment. I remember going, he goes, hey, you know, maybe maybe it was maybe it was me. Maybe it wasn't him. And I go, no, man, don't defend Cowboy Kenny. It was him. <laughs> don't defend him. So later on, what I didn't realize was that Louisiana Hot Sauce, LHS, Louisiana Hot Sauce, yeah. was feeling guilt. For, for letting another man take the fall. Because what we found out was, it was Louisiana hot sauce. Because Cowboy Kenny said, I wasn't even upstairs. Cowboy Kenny was downstairs and heard me going, 
Kenny, Kenny. <laughs> so he then comes back up while, while we're filming to just, and then he hears us trashing him on the other side of the wall. Um, and just, and he just took the bullets, man. He sat in that electric chair and just let himself oh. take it all for Louisiana hot sauce. Who was the Clydesdale stomping around? So anyway, <laughs> hey, shout out and apology to Cowboy Kenny and Louisiana hot sauce, you son of a gun. And what we realized, what I said unintentionally was like, I guess that's why we don't go by circumstantial evidence in a <laughs> Because it's very easy to make mistakes. So that's it. That is, uh, I wanted to get that right before we went into the New Year. Before the New Year. So I was wrong. Cowboy Kenny, my apologies, buddy. Happy New Year, brother. (laughs) That's that. The best part about this story is that I can see Kenny on the other side of the That's the part that's hilarious. (laughs) And when he just sat there as we trashed He's just going, I I guess I am going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, he's like, man, I gotta stop, stop my boots down, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's so loud. He probably literally thought it was him. So I love you, buddy. I really am sorry. I love both those guys. Oh, good, good dude, guys. That's so, so funny. You got a good crew around here. So anyway, uh, I just want to get that out of the way. Oh. So how you been, man? Well, <laughs> um, my yeah. mind is. I, I gotta it. recover from the r- ridiculousness of that situation. That's our life, man. So. I'm doing pretty solid, man. Um, you know, one thing I always like to kind of start these things with, like what I'm trying, like like what what is going on in life where I'm trying to learn because I always want to be, you know, this is real talk, so I don't want to just be like, oh, I'm good and move on because that's not always the case. So like, um, overall, you know, I know for a while there I was in a really weird, weird place. You know, someone would even say like I, I was in a dark place. Hmm. Um, and I've. I'm, I can confidently say that I've come out of that. Um, I think that I am way more like myself than I have been in a long time. The only thing that is kind of hard right now, ooh, excuse me, is that I, I have to now, now that I've gotten out of that, that, well, I guess what I consider a hole, like that, that darkness, I've climbed out of that hole. Now I can look around and see what was going on while I was down there. <laughs> So now, <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so now it's like, oh wow, and that can be overwhelming. And you know, so like one of those things is having to, you know, remain humble and asking questions about life and where what I need to do, you know, what I need to work on, what I, um, mm. honestly, man, like when it comes down to it, like I. A lot of the time, I I don't know what I'm doing a lot in life, you know, from whether it be from the way I was raised with, you know, being overly spoiled to um, just kind of being an arrogant punk sometimes in my head thinking I know better when I don't, um, or even to times where <laughs> I just had never learned, like, it kind of goes in what feels like almost all directions. So for me, even though I've been taught the past four or five years now, I think almost six now, um, yeah, five or six now is that it's like I have to, it's, it's flipping that mentality. And sometimes it's funny, man, because I feel like that mentality goes in seasons, which is so unfortunate because to me, it shows my lack of faith. Mm. Um, but 
<laughs> but it just, I don't know, man, it is convicting because I know I've had moments of where I've been able to humble myself to ask the questions that I need to ask to, to be better, whether that be character or whether that just be like a fact of life, anything. I've just, I, I've been, I've been back and forth in seasons of being willing to ask questions and then times where I'm not and it just, it flips. Mm. And so, you know, when I am in a place, which lately I think I, you know, I have been, is I haven't been asking questions and I haven't been taking that stuff as serious. Um, you know, it is convicting when you see it because you realize like, man, you're, you've been told the truth for so long and you still don't do it. <laughs> um, so that, that is, you know, that's the reality I think of where I'm at is like, okay, like gotta get back to that humility of asking questions even if it makes you sound stupid or if it makes you sound like man like how are you that old but you don't know you know or whatever the excuse in my head is that at the time um mm. so yeah that's where i'm at which is funny though because where i was previously that probably would have felt like it like wrecked my world <laughs> just because <laughs> i was so, the way you said it yes like because of i was in such a dark place and now that i'm not in that dark place and that's how i know like god is real dude and like jesus jesus is here because like <clears throat> his spirit is the only thing that's helped me mm. like you know he's gotten me out of this hole i just needed to be willing and i was willing finally <laughs> And he helped me get out of there. And now, now that I'm back up and I'm looking around, seeing all this and getting overwhelmed, it's like I'm, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not back in the hole. But it's almost like I'm inching. I'm like, ah. Oh. And he's going, no, don't do that. <clears throat> Just be willing. So now, that, <clears throat> excuse me. Now that I was willing to get out of that hole, now I have to be willing to look, take a look around. And now I have to start walking again. Oof. So Dude, that, that's, that's kind of crazy like way to say it actually yeah and that's kind of how i feel like it's like i'm just back to that that ground level again you know so i was i i dipped i dipped down climbed back out from his grace and his power not my own and now i have to look around and go okay what have what's happened since i've been down here and i have to go okay just gotta be willing now which i haven't been lately which is convicting so but it's funny like i said earlier like but it's funny because it's it's not like I'm not in a bad place because of I realize this. It's more like a, okay, like got to humble yourself and just do it now. You have to walk, and sometimes walking means you have to have others carry you. <laughs> uh, dude, I really like that. And the Bible says that in Galatians six two, carry each other's burdens, mm -hmm. and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. You want to fulfill Christ's call for you guys. You need to help each other. You're right. Imagine so that's I'm, really a powerful way I'm, that you said that. Yes, because I guess the way I just envisioned it is like imagine. <clears throat> Imagine a man who has been stuck in, say, a literal cave for months, has barely eaten, hardly any water, hardly surviving, and he finally finds his way out. And there's people there. Why on earth would he try to walk himself <laughs> to the hospital or wherever he needs to mm, go? People, good, people would immediately come and pick him up and carry, carry him there. And that's kind of how I'm, I'm looking at this. Like, just because I've gotten out of that hole doesn't mean I'm I am healed entirely. Like, I, I can't just jump up and like, all right, full speed ahead. Like, that's not how that works, man. Like, that's true. <clears throat> I need people. I need people to help, and but I have to be willing to have them help me. So, yeah, I'd I'd say that's probably it's a good little general. Yeah, man, that's pretty powerful. Thank you. And I, you know, I don't know. I hope, I hope that can help anybody else who might feel the same because I know I that's one of my biggest struggles <laughs> so mm. yeah it's pretty powerful stuff 
Fun turn. You look like you might have something to say about it. Oh, I was just thinking about. I. Uh, it's funny how my mind goes to different places. Um, because I don't think I've ever. I don't know if I've ever read Galatians. Ironically, um, it's a good one. Uh, but it took me back to. I think it's Proverbs where it was iron sharpens iron. You can't do it like. And I was like, huh. Makes more sense now when you put it in that kind. Like just like a weird connection formed in my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. Yeah, man. I mean, I always took it as like we need to be with each other and we need to do it, but it also goes back to that because if you don't have somebody else, you can't sharpen a sword. Like a sword can't sharpen itself. Mm-hmm. That's good. So That's right. At the end of the day, we need somebody else there to help sharpen us, especially after we you've been in that cave. I, it's funny. I nearly sent something super. I talk in a way of a writer, but <laughs> every once in a while, and I had this picture come to my mind. It's like a, a sword's been sitting in a dusty old blacksmith shop that's decrepit and ran down for a long time and if it's been sitting there and it's collecting rust like you just said like the cave analogy if it's been sitting there now it's dull and it's rusty and it hasn't been oiled in a while and that sword's just sitting there of course you're going to need somebody to come in pick up the sword and clean it off sharpen it again or Mm -hmm. re-oil it get the sheet make another sheath for it otherwise like of course you're not going to be as confident. You're not going to be that thing. I wouldn't want to take that rusty old sword into battle, honestly. No. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> it's funny how... <laughs> it's also funny how we went completely different things. I straight went into war and battle, and then you guys were like, carry each other's burdens, brothers. <laughs> no, that's funny because I was going to say, I think it's funny how you guys are like relate things like swords and battle. I'm like, a guy comes out of a cave, <laughs> and he's about dead. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny to me. But yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's true. Yeah. Um, I always appreciate how real you've been lately, man. I think it's good for people to hear that stuff. Oh, thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, because that's real life. It's this, this, you know, faith is a journey, man. And journeyman. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. So hopefully that encourages some people out there. Sometimes I think, uh, I like what you said a lot. It's a powerful statement. You know, sometimes we need help getting carried along that journey. You do. And God knew that. That's God, the crazy part yes. is God knows that and tells us in the Bible. And, and you know, it's funny because, like, sometimes <clears throat> because of the way I grew up and everything, like, I can struggle to see my own arrogance in my life. But how arrogant is it to, like, try to jump up and do it yourself? Like, it mm-hmm. is pretty arrogant, man. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, to anybody who is close to me, including you guys and the rest of the guys who may listen that aren't here, like I do repent to you guys because it's not fair to you either because you just have to deal with me trying to trying to jump up and <laughs> fall, 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 yeah, you know, so. That's part of being friends, though, man, you know, so I don't, I don't, I forgive you, but thank I don't you. view it that way. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. How about you, man? How are you doing? Well, as I've mentioned to you, I have appeared and then looking into if I'm in a midlife crisis before I've hit my midlife. Well, Lord willing, right? That I haven't hit my midlife. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's just odd, man. I think we're in such strange times. Unbelievably strange. Um, and I kind of shared this, I think it was the last week with our worship team and media team, this idea of like the insanity I don't know if I want to go here, but the insanity of religion, meaning the idea, and when I say religion here, I mean the idea of, of practicing sort of religion without actually believing it, without kind of, I'm not talking about struggling to walk it out like you said. I'm talking about people out there who 
who, only, who intentionally only do half of it. Okay, so let me give you an example. I'm going to say that I believe in Jesus and grace and mercy and love, but when something happens with someone I know that sins, I'm going to act like they're condemned to hell, like or they're doomed, right? A believer. We're talking about a believer, right? That, that grace only matters as a, as a theory hmm. or an idea rather than an actual tangible thing we are called to offer people. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. That makes and the sense. idea of forgiveness and, you know, when Jesus says things like, you know, how we forgive is how we'll be forgiven. That's and, so you know, uh, those kinds of things. And that's just one side of it. And I guess I don't want to ramble, but all of this stuff, life is so strange sometimes. And, and, and before... Running house guy tells me I'm being depressed or sad. I'm not. I love that guy. He always keeps us on our toes. But what what I think is, it's just me thinking about it. And I get it. Not everybody overthinks, I guess, like I do maybe. But um, when I think, I remember talking to a guy. Okay, let me put it this way. I think I told you. It's that neighbor a few months ago I mentioned this guy. I tried to talk to you about Jesus. Remember that guy? Jay. Yeah. And I told the guy in the conversation, we have not talked since really. We say, hey, but that's it. Um, because essentially what he said was, I used to do, I did the whole Christian thing, and the more I thought about it and looked into it, the more I realized it doesn't make any sense. And I was like, you know, it's funny, man. And I was very generous. Like, the more I've looked into it and thought about it, the more sense it makes. Like, mm. And I guess that's kind of what I want to share is like, you know, even when I wrestle with these things, I find my faith deepened, not weakened, Ooh. which reminds me the idea of like when God says, when you seek me with all your heart, soul, and mind, right? Seek me with all your heart, soul, and mind. You'll find me. So interesting. So, I, you know, without I need to start making notes and look at my journal and stuff when I come on the show and tell you more specifically. But I'm just so me as a human, okay. And, mm-hmm. I, and then I, I let's just be real. This is most of us. I'm such an enigma to myself. How I can be these things that are so opposite at the same time? How can I be so loving and yet at times so hateful? How can I be so forgiving and so unforgiving? How can I? How can I truly in my heart believe this and then at times choose to willfully disobey him? It's such an odd thing. I, I agree. But then when I look in the Bible, I, I see that wrestling, right? And then I feel hope, like I've talked about many times in, in the book of Romans chapter 7, the apostle Paul who saw Jesus and did miracles talks about this wrestling in himself where he does what he doesn't want to do and doesn't do what he wants to do and how it's, there's this, he said, I find this war within me. On the one hand, I want to do and follow God's law. I'm paraphrasing. But on the other, I don't. And if and if this if I find myself doing what I don't want to do, this is so so deep. That's why the Bible is so incredible. Paul was such a great mind. Mm. If I find myself doing what I don't want to do, meaning if I know that I'm doing things I don't want to do, the very fact that I don't want to do them proves that it's not me doing it. He said, but it's the sin it's within the sin me, right? This, And what does that mean for those that are popping in, the sin within me? It means those parts of myself and the parts of himself that have not been cleaned up yet, you know, that we, we've, I often talk, we've talked about this, that sin within Christianity is not just the bad things we do, though it is, right? The, hmm. Those are the symptoms of a deeper issue, which is what we need Christ for. And the deeper issue is this disease called sin. And in this earth, on this life, the Holy Spirit begins to, has cured us, 
but it takes a while for the symptoms to go away. And it won't really be completely finished until 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 he fixes it. Does that make sense or am yeah, I being man. too like verbose here? No, this is great. So I think that it's making me think. <laughs> I think that that I find comfort in that. So wrapping it back around, you know, sometimes I think there's people out there, maybe this is you, you get discouraged because you're like, if I feel this way, there's something wrong with me. Right? If I find that at times I want to do things that God tells me not to do, or why do I keep maybe stumbling in this certain area? And we think that sometimes I wonder if there's a fear within Christians to look deeper in the Bible because they, they've let the world make them believe that the deeper you look in the Bible, the less real it is. Hmm. Like, well, if you look into it, you're going to find out it's not true when it's actually the complete opposite. The deeper you go down this rabbit hole, hmm. this truth, the more life makes sense. Man. Does that make does yes. that make sense? No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. So no. like it's gonna sound weird. The it fact that sense. things don't make sense makes sense. Yes. Through the lens of the Bible, because we are not home. Yes. Right? The Bible says we are we are aliens. ambassadors. Yeah, aliens in a foreign country and in, in, in our in our scientific world, and I say that in quotation marks, we we have been told that things that don't fit the mold of what science says is real aren't real. So things of the heart, mind, soul, these kinds of wrestlings, they're not as real as, I don't know, gravity, right? We talk about that a lot. Yeah. So I've already lost some people. I just, I use that example when people think it's apples and oranges and it's not. No. You know, it's, it, I try to get people to understand the concept that you're already used to believing in things you can't see. You do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Why is it that you've been brainwashed into believing that just because you can't see, which by the way, I believe you can, what I'm about to say, you can't always see the evidence of God moving or, or see tangible proof that this is all real, means it's not real. Well, one, I believe you do see it. You see it in the changed lives. The biggest evidence I have of Christ being who he says he is and being real and this all being real is myself being changed. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. I have been changed even in times when I'm not trying to be changed. <laughs> you get what yes, I mean? It's, That's it's, crazy. It's, you can't explain or it. Or like if I know the two of you, especially you, I knew you pre-Jesus and post. That's a, that is a powerful testimony to the yeah. power of the Holy Spirit, man. It's true, dude. Right? So you're sitting there focusing on the areas in which you're still growing, right? Yep. But I can look at you when I let myself and go, dude, you're a completely different human being. And the only difference is Christ. That's, so that's, that, you know what I'm saying? It's I, I feel like when I talk, straight, I'm probably straight ramble. facts. No, man, this isn't a ramble, man. This is once again, like I don't know. I guess be encouraged out there, friends. Uh, I said that weird, but I meant it. <laughs> that you know, don't let your don't focus so much on your faults that you lose sight of the miracle of the good in you and the changes that have occurred in you. That's right, man. That's the Holy Spirit. Yes, it changes you. It really yes, does. It does because. When you when you start, and I think that's probably why I was also in such a dark place at one point, is because I was like focusing on the negative, and like that becomes hopeless, mm. because again, that's part of the mystery of all this, right? Is that you're never going to be good enough. Oh, exactly. Yeah, but you're made good enough by Him, exactly. and you can rest in that. So it frees you from that. I'm so glad you brought that up. It frees you from that performance treadmill. Yes. Where and this is the mystery. Okay, Todd, what do you like? It frees you from the performance treadmill of I have to. I have to be good enough to reach heaven. I have to be good enough to reach Jesus. Yep. And here's the weird part. No, because Jesus has, the Bible says, in the midst of our sin, in our brokenness, he reached down to us. Mm -hmm. So we don't change in order to reach him. We change because we've been reached. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. It has nothing to do with us. Yeah. 
<laughs> beyond the fact that we can make that process. I mean, we're changed regardless. But, it, you know, and that's Christianity. We are literally made into new beings, right? So it's like, okay, but sometimes we want to go live like we're the old thing. Yes. So it's kind of like a caterpillar and butterfly. Imagine a butterfly that never flies because it still wants to live as a caterpillar. That's right. And it's like, it's dude, you got trip. wings now. Yep, Why don't you fly? Slug around. It's like, yeah. I'm still a caterpillar. And sometimes because I crawl around, I'm just a scummy caterpillar. And it's like, bro, you can literally fly. <laughs> you have multicolored wings. You just are, you, you want to live in what's comfortable instead of what's real and true and beautiful. Gosh, and, you know, it's right, that. man. Instead of like embracing new. Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that is convicting. Me too, man. So anyway, that's... I, I know I'm going to give Remnant House guy a tough time because I think sometimes he thinks I'm always depressed when I think this. Mm-hmm. I think it is a he, by the way. Um, I love that guy. He always gives us such encouragement. But he does. He he's he was really – what's cool about him is he always doesn't let us get too low. He's always pushing us <laughs> wherever right. you are out there. So yep. here's the thing. I'm not low in that, but I think it's so surreal. Yes, that's such a good word. Do you ever have moments – this is kind of a side note but attached a little bit – where you realize that you're looking out your own eyes? That's going to sound crazy. I get it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I get it. Like right now I'm doing it. I'm going, yep. I am looking at you, okay? You exist outside of me. It's wild, isn't it? It's horrifying <laughs> in a way, right? It's, it's, it makes you go, what is happening? Yes. Like you can't see your own face. No, I, and I never will. That's terrifying. I can only see the reflection of it. Wow. That's yeah. terrifying. Do you think you could pull your eyeball out and turn it around and look at you? I, you know what? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> hey, because as long as I would think, as nurse long as, Jill, our as, old friend, let yes. us know whether this is possible. As long, in my opinion, as long as the optical like nerve is still attached, and someone turns it around and looks, oh, you think man. you'd be able to see yourself. I would imagine. I wonder if somebody's done. That here's the thing, though. To test it. Imagine you'd have to. it had. I would imagine that that process would be so painful. I don't know if you'd be able to even like yeah, a lot process of process nowadays. <laughs> Yep. I don't know. Anyway, that had nothing to do with this here. I just, you made me wonder. Anyway, you're right. Back to the surreal moments. Yes. Sorry. No, I was just, uh, thinking, I was just thinking through it. Like, that yeah. mean, like, you're, you're, you'd be looking at yourself through one eye and you'd see yeah. your own eye and, like, it would, and the other eye seen out. What would that do? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's, that's where I'm at. So, very thankful. It's all real, guys. Don't be afraid to pursue it with your mind. God gave you that mind and intellect for a reason. And I've been saying this a lot to our people lately. If God can't handle your questions, if God can't handle the weight of your thoughts and all of that, then he wouldn't be who he said he was. He is above us. He can handle it. He doesn't need excuses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So anyway, fun turn. Thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. Anything going on with you, man? I have gone back to my old hurting myself ways. Um, This last week at basketball, I... uh, I uh, nearly killed myself, <laughs> um, and I am I am not ter- I'm not injured. Or, though I don't really know what the difference is. I can still move, and I will still be able to operate. You talking about what happened in basketball? Yeah. Yeah, I closed my eyes. I thought yeah, it was, was rough. He man. was going I was to scared ER, for, for sure. Yep. I'm so true, scared for your head. True, a fun turn. So what? From my perspective, and you can feel free to give us yours. Mm-hmm. We're playing basketball. Mm-hmm. He was actually on the other team. And I was in, I was intimately involved in this. Yes. Because I was driving to the basket like I do. Oh, yeah. All right. And I did. I can you know get mocked because people say I can't go right. I did. Then I went left. Clint saw this because I remember him going, "Move, move, move." He flips his hips to get in front of me because otherwise I'm going in for an easy bucket. Mm-hmm. 
And then I honestly, man, and this is where you can come in. I couldn't tell whether I think he tripped, you know, because you flipped your hips fast. Well, the problem was his feet got tangled. There's another guy behind us who couldn't really catch, and he was going down. Yep. I mean, straight back, right? Oh, yeah. And I was right there, and I admit this. I admit this. It was too I couldn't save him. Mm-hmm. I closed my eyes because I thought he was going to literally crack his skull open. Mm-hmm. And it was he, pretty scary. I heard, audibly heard his body crash. Oh, yeah. So from your perspective, what happened? Um, I looked over. The guy did not move, did not crash in. In Correct. fact, he shied away. I then, I didn't know I flipped my hips. I basically had a split-second decision to go, okay, I now have to take this away. So I did that, and then I got airborne at some point somehow. And then my uh, yeah. my feet were completely caught on each other. Literally, yeah, went that's one what it in was. front of the other. Yep, that's what I saw in my and head. I went and I just couldn't move them. And I was up in the air and I went, oh, "I'm going down." Like I knew. Like <laughs> and then my body, I still remember. And you my were body. moving, dude. That's the problem too. It wasn't just that you fell. He had been moving in a fast manner to yep. get backwards. Oh yeah, and I remember my upper body like curled in, and I hit the ground. But oh, dude. And then I also felt not only just like adrenaline, but a slight bit of rage because I don't like feeling hurt or falling. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> so I got up pretty fast. Everybody's like, "You okay?" And I was, Dude, like, I was worried. I, I was. Were you in on that game? No, I was. I was right there though. I was oh, like, I was, I was out watching. Oh yeah. And so when I saw him, like when I saw him go down, I was like, "Oh no!" It was bad. Wasn't and it? I was like, "Not the head." And it looked like I mean, it looked like your head whipped back a little bit, but I don't I know if his he head tucked. hit. I yeah, think, I think. You, you didn't hit your head, right? No. Which yeah, is dude, wild. miraculous because this this basketball court is not hardwood. Mm-hmm. It is like a cement essentially. Which is um, terrifying. It's a place we play like covered with like these strange thin tiles. Really, uh-huh. I don't know how to describe it. Or like, yeah. I don't even know what you would call that. Almost Me like either. linoleum kind of. The thicker linoleum. I like that word. Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how did you? What what ended up being injured? Uh, my elbow is like really bruised and, uh-huh. and hurt. Uh, I think I have given myself minor whiplash on my neck somehow. Make, you're yeah, you're um, you whip pretty bad. I was I was worried. I'm for really you. glad you can tuck because yeah, we were talking about our friend Brandon who can't. He doesn't know how to do that, and he's gotten multiple concussions from Never his wrestled, head just Brandon. bashing. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's pretty much it. My back hasn't felt the greatest, but it hasn't been too bad. Is it your knee, knee pretty bad? Yeah. Yeah, my right knee. So my left knee, I have Vucros veins on my left leg. Varicose. Oh, varicose. I like Vucros better. Oh, yeah. Anyway, go on. Mine's really sucrose, <laughs> yeah. which is sugar. Go on. Um, <laughs> on my left knee, so my left leg is pretty much the knee and the ankle are always swollen to some sort of degree. Um, so And that's been recent. That's been this year. I went to the doctor. They're like, Was yeah, that the thing this I is have genetic. Too? And I went, oh, no. boy. And then my uh, right my right knee is now acting a fool a little bit. It's been sore. It's so. pretty bruised, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. So, man. yeah, it was yeah, a, dude, it was a scary fall, man. I was worried. And then, true to my fashion, I got right. I got up afterwards and tried to shake it off immediately. To Todd looking at me, going, "You sure you okay, buddy?" Yeah, <laughs> dude, like, it was. Good. That was a. Oof. Yeah, that was rough. So anyway, well, I'm glad you're okay, man. Me it was too. scary. Yeah. I'm glad I'm okay too. <laughs> I didn't realize how scary it was until everybody was looking at me like, "You okay? You okay?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and dude, those you eyes down. like, "That was bad." Well, thank God because I really was scared. Me I, too. I thought for sure we were gonna have to call the ER. Thank you for sharing that. Other than your agonizing pain, things okay? Uh, yeah, for the most part, I guess I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. You're dealing with midlife crisis. I'm dealing with the crisis of. <laughs> I should have graduated from college. and this Early is life crisis. Quarter life? Yeah. Quarter life. Basically. Nice. Hey. Um, 
This started back when I, uh, we were playing Gosh. flag. Uh, well, they were playing I was keeping stats. Um, and <laughs> I have to, I still have all the stats. Sorry. Go on. You had a, uh. Had a Clintism? Yep. And it was, you heard that, right? Yeah. <sighs> I skipped the letter, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you that? did. Go on. I should have let it go and been a professional. But I, <laughs> that was a bad one. Oh, yeah. We get edited. All, we get shadow banned all the time. Yeah, and this is going to be a literal that. accident. Hey, I can bleep it. Anyway, go you on. You really should. You probably the, should. The bleep, the bleep will be hilarious. You probably anyway. ought to bleep that. I can anyway, do that. Go ahead. Make a you note if you can. Uh, can you make a flag? Yeah. And <laughs> That'll be even funnier when he says it right. Go ahead. Yeah. And I met somebody that I went to school with. She was there, found yeah, out that she was I remember, oh, I remember yeah, this too. Me too. This was the team that tried to fight me. Yep. Yeah. He uh he didn't come back and play. No, weird. Again. And she also didn't come. But uh it was a very interesting. Guess thing. he wasn't all state. Uh, oh yeah, definitely not. He also got injured got that him. game. Found out. Yeah, trying uh, to was, uh anyway. Oh, I mean, that led me down the rabbit here. hole of just looking into people from my my life. Because I, I talked with her a little bit and she's like, Oh, I'm in college. I I'm going through all this and I went, uh, I didn't go to college. And and then realizing that, like, oh, yeah, I didn't go to college. And then looking at my life. And then I looked around and, like, I wasn't super close with these people, but I knew them and they knew me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking around, seeing, like, a ridiculous amount of people from my class became entrepreneurs. And then there's people who did crazy things. And, like, I see all this, like, You did crazy success. things like helping a, a web series show and podcast grow and reach thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. I th- 17 countries. Yeah. <laughs> 30 some states, maybe more now. Yeah. But uh, you're right, man. You haven't done anything. <laughs> I, I guess I do I the guess same my thing. My weird man. standard is I look in the mirror and I go, You've accomplished nothing. You slob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, helped then, the church grow. Yeah. yeah. And then, it's, and then you, it's like somebody's looking behind you that are like this. How's he done all that stuff? And I'm over here going. Yeah, it's kind of subjective, isn't it? It's kind of like we look at things and it's never good enough. For Success us. is very subjective oh, yeah. in the world. Hundred percent. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, Go dude, you're good. No, you're right. I think that's what I've been fighting a lot lately, which is interesting because I don't. There is like this weird, like for the first contentment's for, weird. Actually, mm-hmm. it's not that it's it's because I struggle to have confidence and I struggle to strive for success and have that drive. In fact, you've talked to me about this, Todd. I have passion, but I I do I lack drive. I have none. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time in my life where it's not necessarily drive, but there's a want to do. It's almost like a, a desire for success. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been nagging me, but there's also the part of me that's like, that's also not necessarily like, there's a part of me that's like, it's not necessarily, why I want it isn't necessarily right. So I've been... I think like your been, heart isn't right in it? Yeah, I, I don't you. think it is. I think there is a, there is definitely a level of like, yes, I should not bury any talents that I have. Like, I've started writing. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Um, Excited. I need to. I need to get on the people, editing for you. Uh, Todd, Todd, Blake, uh, production guy Blake, they have pushed me a lot, and actually everybody in Remnant House and the whole team has pushed me to start doing because I have fantastic stories. I just yeah, refuse do. to lay them down. I still think the idea of a podcast where you just tell stories, man, with your voice, would be big, man. Yes, like where you tell your stories as audio, like you know what I mean, as like an yes. audio play. You know you could like, do that. Uh, like no sleep? Yes. Yes. You literally set you up. Yeah, today. like chapter one, chapter two. And then you just have it written out or at least have it written out to or a extent. thought, yeah. To, yeah, like, 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 a, like a storyboard or like a guideline and you just go for it. Like what if you created a character, 
who was like the lore master of this world. Oh and every gosh. episode is somebody coming and sitting down and hear the lore master just talk lore about master. his world. Wow. That would actually be really interesting. Anyway, I'm an idea guy. Lore Master's got, Galaxy. That also would probably help me a lot. <laughs> Lore Master's Galaxy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. The Galaxy, man. That's it. All right. <laughs> Lore Master's Galaxy. It's just yeah. It's like a man. space opera. Anyway. Space opera. <laughs> what do we got? It, Sorry. Just, it just starts off with me at like a table going. The show's Hello, been ridiculous. Welcome to the Lord. This is true podcast. Right? Yeah, this is true. That's podcast. who we are. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much anyway, what I've been like. In my stay tuned mind. for War Masters Galaxy. Anyway. <laughs> I've been in my mind, literally running through just that idea, title. and then looking at like their lives. And I've reached out to a few people, um, and just seeing where they are, and just it's very interesting because time does pass and you think it goes so people, fast bro God, and you think that these ugh, people that you're going to know for the rest of your life you don't know them you at don't all. know anything dude you time is weird for you especially yeah. oh yeah yes. so it's, it's I, so strange I, it literally and makes me crumble I guess I guess I'm finally coming to grips that things have changed and I'm like I'm so you're many the right years age. behind yeah <laughs> that's sense. true man that's true think you about are. it Yeah, it's been about four years now yeah. Yep, I get it. At four more years of school, and then I'm just, I'm already back here going, what the frick's going on? What the heck? Because you what? blinked and you were in high school before. Bro, and I, am, yeah. I am a year, wait, two years away almost. Well, actually, it's almost 2022, so almost a year away from being graduated for 10 years. Oh, high school? Yes. Yeah. For 10 years already. I know, man. And it, it is. goes fast. What? It really also, does. Also, the Midwest thing where people what? just get married young. It's so real because I was looking through it. It wasn't even like I was like, huh? I you know what's how crazy though, dude? How this guy's doing? And they were all married, and I was like, what in tarnation? I don't think that's as common as you think, man. I'm pretty sure I just read somewhere. Don't quote me on this. You guys can look it up. But I'm pretty sure the average age of marriage in America has become like 30, which is crazy. Really? Yes, dude. Crazy. Yes. Huh. Which back in our parents, you know, my parents had me. They got married at 18, 19, and I think yeah. I was. Married it, or you know, they had me at like 19, 19 you know, being yeah. 19, which is right. wild. Same. I think my parents and were 25, 26 when they had me. Mm-hmm. So the right I'm pretty sure, man, that it's like 30 now, which is, is you know, our wow. generations have just been like, yeah, hey, we're not doing weird. it. Because they kept pushing us to do, right? Our parents were oh, like, you think we have a, our generation is a strange, like, commitment thing? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think part of it is our parents wanted us to do stuff. Like, remember the co- yes, the push live. for college? Yeah, live. So that's yes. the one thing. The other thing is, what did you say? Because it reminded me. You said, um, do we have a what? Commitment issue. Um, gosh dang it. Yeah, so that's what I think. However, interestingly, I saw that for, I think, the first time that, and again, I, I need to start putting this stuff down. I'm pretty sure, look this up. But something to do with we are having like a negative woo, birth rate, mm-hmm. meaning like... In America, we're not having kids. Huh. Like kids huh. are like, think about it. How many people you know? By by my age, my parents had three kids, like shoot, oh, yeah. twelve and under or something like that. Right? That's fair. And right now, how many of your friends have three kids? None. None. I don't think. I don't think I have a single friend that has mm-hmm. three kids. My brother. Now I, I take that back. That's not true. I'm sure I do, but they're not the majority. Do you know what I mean? Right. Oh, no. Except I can think, uh, clearly, I, think, I have I friends of, that do. I think, think I, I can, the jump. You know. Right. I have one. I can think of one friend from like high school. Uh huh. He just had a second. My sister has three kids. Mm-hmm. So there's, but but not. I mean, three just always seem like a like the number, right? Your family's three. I had three. Mm-hmm. You have two. Two, but still. Yep. It's just interesting, man. The generation it is interesting. thing. 
Well, dude, I also wonder if this has anything to do with the divorce rate. A lot of people coming from divorced oh, homes. Oh, yes, good call. And it's not so gonna work out. Parent, kids of divorced parents, maybe they were gun shy. Goes to your commitment thing. Yeah, like my brother, for example, he is. See, I'm 20, about to be 27, so he'll be 31. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not married yet either, right? Yep, engaged. Yeah, but, but that, which is not, typical now. Yep, engaged. It's but interesting. He's not married. Man. It's interesting. Which, which is interesting because. Yes, medieval times was a little bit different. Actually, a ton different from now, especially marrying age. Because if you think you married, they didn't have a lot of kids because they, they married. They they married real young, and it's because they should have a lot of kids. Um, well, because not all of them would survive. Exactly, and it How was so odd. it was so based on having an heir. Even in the 1940s, remember, even for the draft. Well, even now, I have that thought of like I want an heir. Right, like one line, think about it, right? Yeah, you think about to continue. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I want a boy. Yeah. So, anyway. It's an interesting I, day, man. When, I mean, interesting, like, meaning the days of our lives right yes. now. Yes, days when, of our when, lives. Soap opera. Yeah. My mom watched that. <laughs> yeah. But funny thing about the difference between me and you guys is, I am more than content with having a daughter. And maybe that's just because I grew up with my brother. Um, the irony of him saying. Oh, yes. No, no, I just, no, no, we'll go to that later. But you guys are just, unlike you guys, I'm completely content. <laughs> go on. I, I do not. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. I know how gray boys are. So, like, I have this this ideology that I'm going to be like, this yeah, is going to be payback. Yeah. This is going to be sweet, sweet payback. I'm going to have a son, and he's going to do all the things I did. Shadow gray? Ba- yep. <laughs> Dude, I think it's I cool. Your kid oh, 100% I would name my son. That. I'm gonna name my now, kid. Now, do I think there will be a Are you lot really? of? <laughs> I was like, wow. All right, Bartholomew. I, I also wonder if that would necessarily set him up to be like a you little bit humble, <laughs> huh? Nicholas Yule. I mean, <laughs> Nicholas Yule Noel. <laughs> Did your last name was Yule? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 Yule on. We're losing it today. Anyway, oh, that's so been a great one. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, shifting gears real quick. I have a couple yeah. things to bring up. And that shifting gears is this. As of lately, we have been, <laughs> we have been watching a Netflix show called Midnight Mass. Oh, dude, I didn't know you were going to go into this. I'm so excited. Now, listen. Before I go on about this, and you're going to see why this fits into this, because I'm going to tell you guys right now, this show is not for everyone. Okay. No. It is a horror show, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't even really consider it that genre because let me tell you why. Think about it. Is it really to scare you? It's more unsettling. It's to mess with your it's, mind, yes, dude. It's, yes. it's like a thriller. So I don't want to ruin everything. Okay? There's a supernatural element. Yes. But it's based around this small island mm-hmm. and really kind of based around this small Catholic church on this island. And I'll just say this. This old priest leaves, very old, who'd been there for Ever. And he is replaced. Suddenly this young guy shows up Mm -hmm. who is replacing him for the short term, as far as we know. That's how it starts out. And what's the reason I'm bringing this show up is it has been very disturbing. And I want to get your thoughts. The show is very, very much, I want to tell everyone the reason, tell everyone why I'm bringing it up. It talks about the Bible all the time. And they quote the Bible. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I bet you there's a hundred times they quote the Bible. It's constant. I mean, the guy literally it shows like see like a heat like, like sermons, like little mini sermons. Yes. Yes. Now, what's unsettling is, you know, it's kind of funny because Fun Turn actually said to me, he goes, "They took that verse out of context, didn't they?" And I said, "Oh yeah, absolutely," because but because 
the specific one he referenced was one in Hebrews, in which it talks about essentially. I wish I could look it up, but you know, we drink the blood of the lamb. Blah blah blah. When you read that with no context to a bunch of people out in the world, and this is my problem and kind of, I want to delve into this in a second. It is going to sound absolutely crazy, dark, evil. And um, so, oh, excuse me, I'm really glad that I have a firm biblical foundation because mm. old Todd would have definitely watched the show, Pre-Safe Todd, because he loves, you guys know I like kind of scary movies, some supernatural stuff sometimes. Like oh, yeah. The, the movies, the movies. I just like them because, honestly, a lot of times, I'll just be real. Everybody's like, why do you like those? I have an uncanny ability to guess the plot of a movie. This has been proven. Not mm-hmm. guess it, to put it together. Yes. I've proven it many times. Todd Lock Holmes, that is what I am. Okay, oh, I don't yes. know how to... It, this is the truth. Todd Lock Holmes is real. Thank you. And a lot of times with horror, even though I can figure out the basic plot, the way they do it is often so different because they're... They're trying to surprise you, kind of, that it makes it fun to watch for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this show's really interesting because it has gotten me to think about my faith. And I can't remember, maybe you'll remember this. There's another show we watched within the last 12 months and it did the mm-hmm. same thing to us. It made us think about our faith and, like, remember it kind of, like, challenged. I cannot remember this show, but it may, I know that we talked about how, like, man, that thing makes you think about you. It was the one about the cult. Remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the one about the Waco guy. We started watching. Oh, yeah, because we only watched I think watched it was called it Waco. It was called Waco. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it made me go, man, like. Yes. Because all it takes is a subtle twisting, just the most subtle twisting of the truth. Yep. To lead you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it makes you, and I feel like this show tries to make you question, going back to Midnight Mass, uh, tries to make you question your faith. And I ended up looking, I didn't tell you this, so I looked behind the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Flanagan's director's name. He does a lot. He's done The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor. He did some fairly bigger movie. I don't remember what it is. So yeah. And I think he's very talented. He tells a good story. Yes, very talented. He films in a very kind of, I don't know how to describe it. You're kind of an artsy guy, but it's very, uh, how would you dude, describe it's it? It's just so ominous. That's a good word. It's very always ominous. kind of lurking. Yes, that's lurking is a great word for so, it. So, but I looked and it said that he grew up, he goes, Midnight Mask, he wrote this, which makes it even more impressive. But it, And it all makes sense now. I can't believe I didn't tell you guys this yesterday because mm-hmm. I just looked into this. He was raised in what he called a very healthy Catholic home. Okay. And he said he read the Bible within the last few years himself. It was interesting that for that long, he's older. He's 40-something, right? Yeah. Older than even old God. Um, he's in his 40s. So he uh, he said he read it for the first time and realized how dark and and kind of evil and ominous. He said the scales fell off his eyes. Another biblical reference. Mm. Um, and anyway, so you can tell that it's, it's his sort of rebellion against his faith. Interesting. Um, now, I wouldn't say that it necessarily paints Christianity as negative as some things we've seen, oh, but no. it definitely does. And it's like, it's that idea of like the concept of God is cool, but the idea of the Bible and all that's a problem. Anyway, yeah. So I guess two things I'll bring up. One is, really good movie as oh, far man. as it's unsettling. Oh, it's so unsettling. I mean, there was one episode we talked about that's so macabre and disturbing that it's still in my head. <laughs> Dude, it is. Right? And it's not even gross. It's just no. disturbing. Yes. So it's not one of those like really like kind of vulgar saw-like yeah, movies. It's not, like, it's not gruesome. Yeah, but it's unsettling. Yeah. But also, I don't know if you – I wanted to guess bring this up. 
I guess one is it's good. It's good. Don't truly though. I'm not giving my. I'm not suggesting you watch this. Be obedient to your conscience if you're a Christian watching this. Yeah. If you're a non-Christian who's, who's watching this show today and you watch Midnight Mass, then you'll know what I mean. And I guess also I encourage you to not necessarily take everything it's saying as though the Bible directly says that. For instance, yeah. there's this one character, this female kind of religious lady who is constantly twisting Scripture. Yeah. But she has it on the tip of her tongue that it sounds so convincing. Yeah. She's but if you know the truth, it's very creepy. Um, so what does it mean out of context? It means quoting the Bible like a snippet of a sentence or a verse without the whole context that gives it a completely different meaning. Yep. Right? Yep. So anyway, I want to bring that up. That's a great movie, kind of twist, but also get your guys' thoughts if it's just me. Have you had thoughts about this show just in your day-to-day life and some of the themes or not? Because I feel like I'm one of those guys that that stuff will, like, make me think, which is part of the reason I probably like them, too. Um, I've had I've had some thoughts. Have like, you, Randy? Yeah, man. Like, yeah. I've, I've thought about, like, it's made me think of... How 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 easy people will just accept things mm. for what they are, like mm-hmm. like they just ex- without without questioning. Well, they'll accept what someone tells them. Even yes, like, it is. That's a great point. A great theme in that too is where people will go, and how little it takes, how subtle a twist it takes for yes. people to go down a dark and, road, and the ignorance, mm-hmm. like the, the ignorance of the really of people and their and like mm. their faith, mm. like. Again, I don't want to give anything away, but like yeah, because it cause, yeah, good point. Just like what they're willing to Ooh. accept as mm. the truth, despite no evidence for that being the truth. That's really good. Just yeah. because someone who quotes something, mm-hmm. like they don't ever go look for it themselves in the show, they just go, "Yeah, you're right. That's what it says." Mm-hmm. So, even the the lady you're talking about, like she can come off as a person who's like she knows the truth, but like even like. The things she does, or like, the, like she's one of the most evil people. She is the most evil one, in my opinion, oh, yeah. in the entire show. It's crazy. Which isn't that interesting that he makes the most evil person in the show the one who quotes the Bible the most? Of course, because she does mm-hmm. even oh, more, even more than the priest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So very very interesting because the priest still comes across as a sympathetic character almost in his way. It's he odd. he's misguided, whereas I think she's intentional. When she twists it, do you Man. think that? Uh-huh. Wouldn't you get the feeling? It, both are bad. It's so. But you get the feeling he's sort of misguided. It's, it's yes, because difference. I've almost like even now, almost like this guy has a good heart. It feels. Like I think so. he does, but in the comparison to Jesus, right? Yep. And that's the other thing. We could go a deep dive into that as far as like what it even shows about what we're willing to accept about ourselves. It's almost anyway. Like, it's just interesting. Yes. Uh, for your people out there that play D and D, it's it, <laughs> it's almost the you Todd brought this up. The, the lady is straight chaotic evil, and it's almost like... It's true. He, the it's just funny to people like, what's he talking about? This chaotic priest evil. is, is probably lawful evil or lawful neutral. Character, character, character alignment. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up that I've, I've really enjoyed that. It's something we've bonded over as a group of guys at times. We've watched certain shows. Yeah, man. And it's funny. The t- we tend to watch shows that are deeper. Yes. You ever notice that? Like the ones we all get into. Oh, yeah. The guys, meaning, you know, the interns, me, mm-hmm. all these like remnant house type guys. That's what we tend to get into. Yeah, man. And I hesitate to bring it up because I don't want someone out there watching and then going and watching a show that's going to mess with their own faith. Truly be, you know, be Paul, the Apostle Paul talks about that. We need to be obedient to the Spirit's prompting yeah. in our hearts. Some people can do certain things other people can't. Agreed. And it's okay. Um, because, you know, the things that are more gray. For instance, we talk about alcohol. Drinking yep. alcohol in and of itself isn't sinful but some of us may not take really drink it at all because 
the Holy Spirit knows we can't handle that. That's right. Just interesting, man. Interesting, interesting thing. Dude, I agree, man. And, you know, I guess I'll leave you with this, some of you out there listening. You know, how easily is your faith shaken? Because if I did, I'm telling you right now, if I did not have the foundation I have, wouldn't that show be, okay, this is kind of deep, wouldn't it be the woman who's twisting scripture? Wouldn't at the end of the day you walk away believing that's what it actually says, the Bible? Right, yeah, because uh, you, you have no reason not you, to. Exactly. You you have no reason not to. You're just going to, because, and this is <laughs> this is interesting because it makes you think about even like what's going on in the world today, that you're not willing to look into the actual source. It's a great point, man. I actually have some things to bring about that too. Yes, like you're not willing to look at the actual source. So someone, of course, would just take at face value what this woman has said in, about the Bible and think that is that's just what it says instead of actually going and looking. And then walk away and arrogantly say, oh, I know what it says. You right. Know, I have friends who would 100% watch this movie, hear those, and and then go around and tell people that they know what the Bible says based on this movie and what it said to them. It's wild. So, Dude, I, interesting. And this goes for anything, man. It can yeah. happen even in churches. Yeah. How, you know, how often does it happen in church where someone will say something? No one goes and reads it themselves. How often you know? is there so a church true. that's exactly like this? That's creepy. No, not exactly in the supernatural No, no, I get I get I get <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> though, no. So, oh, man, that's good, though. I like that you brought that up because it, 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 it did remind me of even, like, yeah, like what's going on today, just even in the world. It's, it's a symbol. I, I'm, I'll say this. It, if it was a few years ago, this would have messed with my faith, hmm. 100%. would have messed with what I knew about the Bible, what I knew about this. Uh, wow. But... I get it. Me, I mean, if you didn't know, right? Well, I also wasn't taught how to read the Bible really until mm-hmm. I started coming here. Like, I was taught to read the Bible, but that was it. Like, you didn't get taught context or things. Study like that. the Bible exactly. Right. I, and that was a big step for me. Now I was taught like, hey, read the Bible. So, but that what that's what would have messed with me because I necessarily wouldn't have gone and gone to go read and study the Bible to be like, hmm. Yep. And I wouldn't be as familiar as I am with it now. And even then, I'm still not, again, I haven't read Galatians, well, so I don't fully know everything, but like, I I know, I've read enough of the Bible to go, huh, that doesn't sound right, like, that's mm-hmm. not, what the heck is that? The creepy part is, I think one of the creepiest parts, like, speaking, like, personally from the show, is some of the stuff he said, I'm like, that's good truth. Absolutely. The one little sermon he does, the yes. first one is a really I'm, good I'm, sermon. I'm, like, I'm sitting there going, wow. <laughs> <laughs> What? Well, that one was actually not completely wrong. That's why. Like, and that's which why is, it's scary. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> the first one was true. Yeah. And, and I'm then, not looking at it. Probably did that intentionally, the director. And then they get progressively, remember? Oh, and there's man. an old woman at the end who tells her daughter, I don't want you to ever go back there. And she says, that is not the same man I knew. That is not my church. Mm. Right? So at the beginning, maybe you see, and as he kind of goes in this... You'll see. I don't want to ruin it. Exactly. Yeah. It's so, dude. Oh man. Yeah. That is. It's so scary. The truth that that is. Ugh. Interesting segue. Yes. Sorry to keep doing this, but I have a lot. No. Of interesting. I, I, I love it. Let's keep going. Let's keep moving. So this kind of goes with. It. So this is sort of a real news, real views. Okay. And you and I both we we knew about this, but inter- I wanted to bring this the attention of people out there. Okay. This is an actual headline. Okay. So officially moving into reels and. Go back in time. Hey, real news, real views, in which we give you the real news and our real views on it. Boom. Make your own views. All right, here we go. Make your own views. Headline. This is actually on the Daily Mail. 
which I think is interesting because it's kind of your your pop pop news, right? Yeah, pop but culture. It is news. I've seen I didn't even see it on this, I saw something else. Okay. okay. But however, here's the headline. NASA looks to the heavens for help. The agency enlisted 24 theologians to assess how the world would react to the discovery of alien life on distant planets and how it might change our perception of gods and creation. (laughs) Going on, NASA enlisted 24 theologians to take part in its program, the Center for Theological Inquiry at Princeton University. The group assessed... (laughs) It's a terrible typo. The group assessed how humans will react if alien life is found on other planets and how the discovery will impact our ideas of God's creation. Dr. Andrew Davison, a priest and theologian at the University of Cambridge, Cambridge, excuse me, with a doctorate in biochemistry from Oxford, is one of the of the theologians. And Davison believes, Andrew Davison, sorry if I said Dawson, Andrew Davison. Davison believes we're getting closer to finding life on other planets. The article goes on to say NASA is looking to the heavens. Well, I already told you that. Um it's described as they, the agency hired the 24 theologians at Princeton University in New Jersey. NASA gave a $1.1 million grant in order to do this. Holy cow. Um, the Center for Theological Study, I'm sorry, the Center for Theological Inquiry, um, as we go on, we'll just, it is called CTI. Okay. CTI is described as, quote, Building bridges of understanding by convening theologians, scientists, scholars, and policymakers to think together and inform public thinking on global issues. Oh, wow. Um, the program, which started in 2016, aimed to answer questions that have baffled us since the beginning. Man, this is a terrible. Whoever wrote this is terrible. There's begging. Since Man. the beginning of time, such as what is life? What does it mean to be alive? Where do we draw the line between the human and the alien? What are the possibilities for sentient life in other places? Now that NASA has two rovers on Mars, several probes orbiting Jupiter and Saturn, and I don't know if you've heard about this, and is set to launch the James Webb Telescope. You heard about this? Yeah, it broke. It already broke. They, <laughs> dude, it broke already. They dropped it. You're kidding me. Did it even get shot up there? Because they dropped it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway. The James Webb Telescope tomorrow, well, that's funny now. That study galaxy star and planet formation in the universe. It seems the agency is hopeful. It's on the right path to discovering life outside of Earth, and it needs a little help from above to help those of us living below to understand if that happens. Now, I want to make sure that I'm talking about the right telescope, but I know that the people who are delivering this telescope dropped it, and, it, and, and they had to... Google see if the James Webb Telescope dropped. Yep. All right, while I'm doing that, James Webb with two, uh, w, or two Bs... Uh, Davison wrote a book. Mm-hmm. He said the book notes the headline findings are that adherents of a range of religious traditions report they can take the idea in stride. Non-religious people also seem to overestimate the challenges that religious people would experience if faced with evidence of alien life. We've, we've talked about this on the show. Mm-hmm. Studies and surveys have shown that U.S. Christians are less likely to believe life exists on other planets. But Davison is not the only believer who does not think the idea of extraterrestrials is impossible. Mm-hmm. Duela... Duilia Di Mello, an astronomer and physics professor at Catholic University, said she has several seminarians in her classes who often bring up theoretical questions about intelligent life in the universe. If we are products of creation, why wouldn't we have life evolving in other planets as well? There's nothing that says otherwise, she told the Washington Post in August. We've brought this up of why this is becoming such a big deal lately, and they're bringing mm-hmm. this up. It's odd. Um, 
In my opinion, the Vatican's chief astronomer, by the way, in 2008, says there's no conflict between living, believing in God and in, and in the possibility of extraterrestrial brothers, perhaps more evolved than humans. In my opinion, this possibility of life on other planets exists, says Reverend Jose Gabriel Funes, a 45-year-old Jesuit priest who is the head of the Vatican Observatory and a scientific advisor to Pope Ben... Oh, this is an old article. Weird. Why did they just... Mm. So this James Webb has been out for a while then? Interesting, because huh, I just read this. Hey, uh, anyway, what's interesting about this telescope, it's set to launch, or maybe it's probably been launched. The telescope will be used to look. It's been, it's been described as a, quote, time machine that could unravel the secrets of our universe with distant objects emitting light from further back in time. <laughs> the telescope will be used to look back to the first galaxies born in the early universe uh, supposed to unravel mysteries of supermassive black holes, distant alien worlds, stellar explosions, dark matter, and more. Wow. Is that not crazy? It's insane. So I guess I bring that up because I think that's pretty interesting. Yes. Um, though now I want to look back because... Mm -hmm. I do have confirmation, at least from The Guardian. No, this, this article is from December 24, 2021. This just came out. Go ahead, sorry. And, uh, yes, there was a... Uh, they put it in more scientific terms, like a unplanned release of... Clamp bands, but yes, they dropped it. So and it did not get launched? It was moved. It was supposed to launch December 18th, and it was moved to December 22nd. So it should be launched by now, but okay. from your article, it hasn't been launched, which makes me wonder. Oh, wow. I got to look that up. Wow. So anyway, what do you guys think about... We'll talk about it one more time, and those out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Six hours ago. Six hours ago, they said something about it? Yeah. Oh, man. NASA's James Webb Space Telescope is about to transform into its final form. What is it? It's apparently it's a power ranger. Ball, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's been in space for three days now. Okay. Okay. So it has the riskiest part of the journey to deep space is just getting underway. Guys, there's so many interesting things I could go into here, but oh I'm, con I'm considered a conspiracy theorist, so I try not to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But um, And I'm considered that by people that don't ever read anything. Right. Uh, Man, it's heading, apparently, its final destination is one million miles from Earth. One million miles away from Earth. Good golly, man. If the f and there's no way that they can safely bring astronauts to that distance to give it a tune-up. So if the telescope breaks, that's it for the mission. That's running NASA a total of $9.7 billion. Holy. Well, how are you supposed... Oh, man, I don't know, man. How are you supposed to prepare for a million miles outside of Earth? Oh, Can you man. even, like, you can't, in my opinion, I don't think there's a way to fully describe the atmosphere, what's going to be happening out there. Like, you oh, just yeah. can't. No joke. So anyway, uh, apparently it was flowed. Excuse me. So how many miles away from the Earth is the moon? Fun turn? <laughs> anyway, anyway your thoughts on alien life. They have been bringing this up mm -hmm. a lot lately, you know. So before they I was being a, like media governments, exactly. right? Before I was a Christian, I was like, "Oh yeah, aliens definitely exist." Mm -hmm. And now that I'm a Christian, I still believe it. I will tell you this: I believe that it's possible. Exactly. Let me ask you this: Does that affect your faith? No. Would it rock you? No. Why not? Because at the end of the day, man, like 
God is God. I am not, and, I, and he's told me the truth, and I have to believe that. Like, yeah, that's And good. honestly, with, like, something outside of our understanding like that, like, what, what, what changes that? And also, like, he said some, there's some weird stuff in the Bible anyway that's, like, and by weird stuff, I don't mean, like, creepy. It's more like a, they, like, they brought some histories. Yes. Here's the thing I think about Scripture. The Bible does, like, it doesn't change that the Bible would be direct revelation to us. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So... Again, it wouldn't rock me as of right now. Now, I will tell you the truth, since this is a real talk. Would that mess with my head as far as what your entire life is, you know, meant to your worldview? Let's yeah. put it that way, right? To, to be opened up to that. So I, you know, um, and to be fair, Albert Moeller uh, of the South, he's a prominent theologian, well-respected. He mm-hmm. says he does not believe in it and that... You know, creation was for this purpose, and I'm I'm behind that too. Yeah, the creation was behind the purpose of Jesus Christ saving humanity, you know, et cetera. So I just want to bring it up because I think it's pretty fascinating that they hired these theologians that they are serious enough. Yes, you know, that's to, just interesting to invest a million dollars in them, like talking do, about. Yes, it. how do we do? Like how? I also never liked the idea of like forming public opinion. I don't like that. Yeah, that, I agree. That concept, you know. Yeah, because it's it, to me, it's it's. It's like they're trying to subtly say, like, we're going to control the narrative of this. Like, we're going to control how people are going to think. Like, we're gonna, it's, yeah, it's all about keeping it under control, which is just, eh. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between control and protection, in my opinion. It's good. So, anyway, I just want to share that. Mileage. The moon, moon is 238,855 238, miles away. Wow. You say how much? 200? 238,000. Closer enough on. <laughs> yeah, for real though, that's wild. So they're taking it a million. That's what they say. Yeah. The sun is ninety two point six point nine six million miles away. Uh, hmm. uh two point six million? Ninety two point nine six million. Ninety two million Excuse miles me. away. The okay. sun? The sun, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. All right, for my next article. Okay. This isn't even ones we have. Sorry. I love it, dude. This is awesome. How many people here do you think out there, and then we're definitely going to get banned for this, um, shadow banned for what I'm about to bring up, Okay. have heard of the Ghislaine-Maxwell trial? Oh, yeah, man. I, I know I've heard of it. Now, do you want to catch everyone up briefly on Ghislaine-Maxwell, who she was connected with? We yes. talked about this last year. Yes. So so Ghislaine-Maxwell, she, uh, she was a close associate, some even say romantic partner, of uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Of the yeah, so and so for those of you who don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is, he was the man who's essentially been, uh, he's been noted as this guy, this random guy who's just with like some of the most famous and most wealthy people in the Powerful world. Powerful people, yes, and he's just always been in close relationship with them. They found out that he was a child sex predator. Uh, well, yeah, and they took they they had this kind of this sort of lack of a better word pedophile ring. Yes. Really. Um, mm-hmm. And this trial is going on in America right now, and no one has heard about it because, weirdly, the Omicron surge, mm-hmm. um, that's we're 100% getting banned, by the way, because I said that. <laughs> but the, the Omicron surge kind of came up at the same time. That's right. Isn't that weird timing? Weird timing. Way? It is. It's odd to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, things just seem to happen like that. Didn't that you ever notice that? Mm-hmm. Big events seem to happen at the exact same time. So, so I want to kind of catch you guys up on this. So it's a really big deal because he had an island. Um, and he had a plane that they called the Lolita Express. That's right, Lolita. Now, the idea behind this is the accusation is Epstein, who has been known to had very famous people on this flight. Yes. Including um, you know, former President 
Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. uh, Prince Andrew of England, yep. um, as far as like at least in, or associates of his. Yes. So, as you guys all know, Epstein. Uh, the story, the official story is Epstein committed suicide in While his jail. Incredibly, just a lot of weird stuff. We talked about this last year. You'd have to go look at one of our old, old episodes. Um, and guys, we joke a lot, but I mean, it's a fact. We get affected at least on uh, the novel, head novel is the social media side, I will say, because mm-hmm. certain words get. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this is a fact. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. And I think it deserves a Christian response. So this lady, Gisley Maxwell, billionaires, all of them were trafficking. She is getting charged right now with all of this, with the numerous charges. In fact, Hunter, can you look up at what her actual charges are? Um, so he'll look that up. But we're not hearing anything about it. No, it's not. Um, it's and it's a monstrous deal, man, because huge. of the connections they have with really powerful people. Yes, huge. Con- it's, it's insane. And here's some facts. People. I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point that there are some very powerful people that ran in this these circles. Yes, man. But what I wanted to bring up today, this is such an interesting thing, AJ, because it's saying, I saw this today, one of the articles is, the Maxwell verdict meaning given, is in jeopardy because the judge declares that, quote, the astronomical Omicron surge is, quote, putting at risk our ability to complete this trial. Are you kidding me? No. I'm not kidding you. What? Yeah. What do you think about that, man? What do I think about that? <laughs> Isn't that? I guess. I guess um, one thing is I encourage all of you to look this up, this article yourself, Maxwell trial, and really dig into it. Don't just accept the first ones on, because um, some of the things they did. We have actual witnesses that are alive who talked about and about the abuse that they suffered at the hands of these people. Yes. And what I think is interesting is it is. Uh, it's just crazy that we're not talking about this. What do you got, Funter? So, from what I can find of the. So what I can find of at the beginning of all the uh, counts that they're leveling right now is six uh, trafficking of a minor counts, enticing a minor to cha- uh, minor to travel and engage in criminal sexual activity, transporting of a minor with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity, and three counts of conspiracy. Yeah, so supposedly, those are pretty serious charges. Supposedly, there's a lot of fear among some powerful people because so they found out in Epstein's apartment and uh, you you know this that he had cameras in every room, every every like literally a secret camera. Oh yeah, yes. And files on a lot of these powerful people, because the the the, the idea is probably for bribery and to protect himself. Self, yes. So the idea is there's some fear here of what she knows and what she might do if she were to flip <sighs> on them. Um, but we're not hearing about anything. Mm. That being said, this that then leads to. So check that out, guys. Go look at that. Mm -hmm. Some terrible stuff that's happened. And, you know, powerful people in the world are sinful people. Um, Imagine people you may know, okay, who aren't believers, who maybe not just not believers, maybe morally uh, hampered, morally morally questionable people. Now imagine you give them unlimited resources. What would they they be willing to do? Mm. So... That's just something to think about. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about the Omicron surge. And I wish I had wrote this. So Omicron is the latest variant variant of, uh, you know, the virus that we're all dealing with. Yeah. Um, incredibly contagious. Mm. However, what I think is interesting, you can look this up. This is mm-hmm. factual, people. This isn't, 
you guys need to trust that this show, we do take this show seriously. We're never going to bring up anything that isn't verifiable. Mm-hmm. Okay. But one of the things, at least to us, you know, and if, and if something comes up that we later find it wasn't true, we always try to, you know, admit that. Oh, yeah. We don't believe everything we read. However, the South African doctor slash scientist who discovered the variant to begin with came out soon after it came and said, guys, the world's sort of freaking out. She's like, this is not dangerous at all. <laughs> like, this is just, yes, it's very contagious, but it is like a minor cold. And yet, we are freaking out. Now, here's the yes. strange thing. However, because I think it's important what I'm about to read. So she says there's this uncontrollable variant. Mm-hmm. President Biden recently came out and said, <laughs> COVID mm-hmm. is no longer a federal issue. This is to be dealt with in the states. Yep. Okay. Um, and I wanted to I wanted to tell you guys this. So, you know, we're talking about mandating this stuff. And it's just interesting. Did you guys, do you guys want to hear the list of people who are exempt from vaccine man, mandates? Yeah, I'd love to. Mm. The White House staff, okay. the Congress and congressional staff, the legislative branch, the judicial branch, CDC employees, FDA employees, USPS employees, the mailman, mm-hmm. Pfizer employees, Moderna employees, and, and illegal immigrants. Huh. Even in the states in which they are mandated. Uh, this is according to this site. So, yeah. It's just odd. We're getting a lot of conflicting signals on about, on, a, on, on, on like, if it's so, if it's so helpful, then why is every single government branch agency exempt from having to take it? I guess I just don't like. And and to be fair, even even former President Trump has come out and said, "Hey, get the vaccine," hmm. which is confusing for some bit. people. A little bit. Um, and we're not anti-vaxxers here, so I'm not even like it's really not even about the vaccine to us. What I think is interesting is, can we just at least admit that we're getting a lot of confusing and contradictory information here? Oh, yeah. Um, and it 100%. seems to be that uh, things just don't make sense because why are we getting these conflicting things? Yeah, man. I mean, I don't <laughs> – you um, know, there's been so many flip-flops of yeah, I'm do this, to find do that, that, don't do this. Yeah. And it's just like, man, there's no consistency and at this point, it just feels like people are just scrambling because they don't know what to do. Yeah. And, and they're so just trying to cover themselves. That's really good. Instead of just saying, hey, we don't know, mm-hmm. um, this this is kind of what we're saying, right? It's like, oh, we're just going to keep making up stuff. Yep. Or like acting like we know and we don't. Exactly. And and just the, I don't know, the, the reliance on one man to accurately control this entire situation like with his information i i just don't i don't know man uh given his background too (laughs) yeah it it is a strange situation and and the fact that we are just openly accepting it very very quickly uh definitely points out some things about the american people at the very least Uh, uh, have you guys heard from Dr. Peter McCullough? He's an actual well-respected person. You guys need to look this up too. Well, I encourage everyone listening to look up Dr. Uh, Peter McCullough, uh, legitimate doctor, mm-hmm. uh, foremost scholar. And he, he is continuing to point out that there's some concerns about everything going on. Uh, I got an article here that he shared. There have been 339 athlete cardiac arrests and serious issues, 193 dead after getting a shot. Wow. 
that they were forced to get. That's like 30, these are young, healthy like people. Yeah, man. Um, so, well, yeah. So it's just interesting, man. Um, you know, again, I'm not a person that's going to tell you that it's not even really about the vaccine to me. I think that's a personal choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boy, I tell you what, it is. And We're just in such a crazy time right yes. now. Yes, and, and that is from, you know, you said those are athletes, right? I mean, those Correct. are considered some of the healthiest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, who exactly? Who didn't and, seem and they're to have dying? Exactly. So you you have you have a few. You don't have very many options with that. These people are at peak physical condition, leaving. Most of them are getting told what their diets are by teams because they're competing on teams. Because they're our top tier of athletes, so they're at the peak of physical condition, eating an incredible uh, diet, which is very clean. Right. I mean, uh, their, their life is their yeah. life is dedicated to like you know being the best possible shape you can be in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Running, doing everything every day. This is unprecedented. So even if you wanna you wanna sit back and go, oh, that's a conspiracy. No, literally take a second and step back and realize this is strange. Mm-hmm. It, whether it's it, it's it's only a few options of what could be happening and none of those options are good at all uh, it, it could be somebody running around and helping them have heart attacks or it could be this could be exactly Oops, what you see and that should be concerning because these are at the top the peak of their physical condition they should not be running around and having heart attacks no i mean, i know one of the one of the biggest soccer stars like retired because he had the same issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Mm-hmm. Soccer is one of those sports you literally run nonstop. Oh, yeah. Just a lot of stuff going on um, in the news today, man. And, you know, not to, to scare people, but not even, no, let's move on from that kind of stuff. I mean, that alone is crazy. Yeah. Um, I've got another article here that says, this is from England, mm-hmm. so not in the U.S., but that children with disabilities were offered do not resuscitate orders amid pandemic. Um, in order to help prevent the hospital systems from being overwhelmed during the uh, pandemic. Wow. They reportedly extended to asking families of disabled minors whether they should be resuscitated in the event their heart stopped beating. It's ins- that is just absolutely insane, man. Like, It's wild. I'm going to tell you right now. And, you know, I think the, I think the scariest part is just how blatantly... I mean, you, if you look at the numbers, what's going on here doesn't make any sense for how the world is reacting to it. It makes no sense. It's tough, man. It really is tough um, Cause, to, to, know, to get through all the stuff, you know? Yes, and, you know, that's one thing that we've always said. Like, we don't sit here and deny that this thing isn't real. Oh, we never have. You no, know? we've always said, okay, like, this, this is a real thing, but... For it to have less than like one, what is it, less than 1% death rate in the whole world, right? Pretty sure it's less than 1%. Or if, if it is, it's like one, <laughs> 1%, two at the most. Like, dude. Mm. And look at, look what we're, look at, look at the world's reaction to it. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't it's add. Wow, isn't it? No. It's just crazy. I don't know, man. I was reading that I'm trying to find it here as you guys are talking, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't find it. Where they're kind of backing away some from some of the stuff, um, but I can't find it from some of the. Some of the states are backing off some of the 
restrictions. restrictions. Yeah. I know the CDC, and this is factual. I have this down, kind of all tying together. Just came out and, and cut the the time down. Oh, I remember you saying something about this the other day. Yeah, I'll read that. Uh, <clears throat> um, this was just in. The U.S. CDC just revised its COVID isolation guidelines from 10 days to 5 days, if asymptomatic, followed by 5 days of mask wearing. And the change is, quote, motivated by science, end quote. Motivated so, by science. Um, pretty interesting. Yeah, man. Like you said, we're just in a very odd time very surreal mm-hmm. time of like <laughs> what are what are the masses willing to accept before they start actually like what if like asking questions, questions? yes yeah. questioning things like yeah and you're allowed to you know and i mm-hmm. think we've got what's called virtue signaling now which is like if we question this that means we don't care about people who yeah. die which is an absolute true. ridiculous argument. No, it's unbelievable. Um, but I think it's interesting. There's a lot of going on. You know, this is actual factual news. Uh, Biden tells governors there is, quote, no federal solution, end quote, on COVID, and it should be, quote, solved at the state level, end quote. Um, so now we're kind of, which is interesting, that we're kind of, past, like, and I, I like this. I'm a big fan of the federal government sort of handing, you know, the rights to the states. Yes. As they should be. Um, what I think is interesting is there's so many different – the states are becoming very, very different. We talked about this. If you were to come from New York City, right, just the city, and come to Indiana, it's going to feel like a different country right it now. It probably will be. Probably, right? Right. Because of the restrictions. Yes. So I don't know. It's just interesting stuff. Guys, I really encourage you, you know, <laughs> know what's going on in your world. Yep. Uh, and let's keep praying for the world and the world leaders who have to make these really tough decisions because they need it. Oh, absolutely. And our, and our country, you know. Um, churches, etc. So, just uh, you know, hopefully we didn't bore you guys too much. And I, I apologize for getting quiet for me. I was just trying to catch up, make sure I get you guys the stuff, the news, right? Right. A um, lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on, man. It we, is. We're still in some wild times. Oh yeah. I can't believe it's been almost two years. That has gone really, really fast, hasn't it? Yes, it's been like it's been like two years since we this has been happening. Uh huh. Mm. And it showed like. What we what did we say at the beginning of the pandemic? It's definitely showed cracks. Gonna reveal, yes, that's good. And the cracks have seemed to either get bigger or be more and more apparent everywhere we look, almost. Oh, absolutely. Oh, this was an interesting thing. I meant to find. Sorry. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. But this is uh, this person, Jennifer Rubin, wrote: As we recognize that COVID-19 is not a deadly or even severe disease for the vast majority of responsible Americans. We can stop agonizing over, quote, cases, end quote, and focus on those who are hospitalized or at risk of dying, hmm. um, which I think is kind of cool because what, what, what they're saying is the Washington Post suddenly calls for shifting focus away from cases to measure the impact of the virus at a time when daily uh, COVID-19 cases uh, in the U.S. approach pre-Biden records. So what it's saying is <laughs> it's interesting that the, that the Washington Post is suggesting this. Yes, the Washington. It's, it's wild. But a long story short, what they're saying is, hey, now we're all of a sudden getting people saying, hey, let's stop focusing on how many cases we're getting and focus on the cases, on, on the people who are really at risk, which I, I'm all for that. Yeah, it makes, you it know, makes the sense. The elderly, those with um, called comorbidities, meaning like they have health issues that could make it very deadly. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, so it's just interesting, man. It is. We're in some wild times. <laughs> it's the more time goes on, the more you can almost kind of feel it like like 
closing in, if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I know for us, like we, even in like in the midst of like when this is all first happening, we're like, well, we probably don't feel it as much just because we're in a small town in Indiana. Yeah. You know, but like you can feel as time goes, man, it's just you can feel it's creeping into all the cracks and crevices of America now. It's getting there. It's it's creepy. It's powerful. It's powerful. Anyway, love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, we know some of your comments, at least on the book, uh, have been, you've, you've asked us, hey, my comments are getting blocked. We don't really know anything about it mm-hmm. other than what we've told you guys is true. And yep. keep watching the show because at a certain number, you can keep breaking it. If something happens, you can't. You can shift over to YouTube or any of our other uh, we have, we're, we're everywhere, yeah. platform-wise. That's um, right. But yeah, take you know, keep keep sharing the message and mm-hmm. letting people hear this stuff. Absolutely. So we'll go. I think if it's okay with you guys, do a couple questions and maybe end up on one of the articles. We've ran we ran pretty long right now, but I think a couple of these questions we should get to. Okay. Number one, AJ. Yes. Love these two songs. Quote the song "Keep Me in the Moment" and "Scars in Heaven." Who sings them? Nice. So this is cool because. You actually have taught me something where I actually originally did not know these songs, and we got and I got to listen to them, which is super cool. Yeah, we listened to them before we came on. Today. That's right. So, "Keep Me in the Moment" was Jeremy Camp, mm-hmm. and "Scars in Heaven" was Casting Crowns. Yeah, powerful um, songs. Yeah, man, super powerful. Um, I think "Keep Me in the Moment" was was my favorite of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, it just really spoke to me as, as far as what I could struggle with in my faith. So, what, what's the message of that one? If you uh, like what you took from it, kind of. I song. I took it as like, man, the times when it doesn't feel worth it, or or I feel like running away, or or you know, there's just so much going on around me that I'm like the, the overwhelming. Uh, it's like the inevitable overwhelming of life. You know, Lord, keep me here in this moment, so I can recognize. Yeah, you're here. You're it, with me. The first stanza. I don't know what you call it. The first part is really powerful he's talking about i've been thinking about family and how fast time goes by and yes to stay in these moments mm. and we talk about that time going fast and how you can miss the moments right? yes it's don't oh, miss the moments scares the crap said that in a message a few years ago so scars and heavens casting crowns and sort of about the idea that you know those of when we when our loved ones pass on that yes we grieve for them but they're in a better place if they know christ and yes you know there's only one person with scars and they said christ you know sort of that Whew. Concept. Anyway, great songs. Thanks for bringing those up. Um, yes. Reminded me of another Jeremy Camp song that was sort of one of my life for a long time early in my faith, and that was uh, I Still Believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go check those out. Absolutely. Great songs. Thanks for uh, referencing them for us. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Next question that we'll do is, why was Jesus baptized? Uh, a couple reasons. One was it was the beginning of his earthly ministry. And he was showing us and being an example to us and what we're supposed to do. That's right. It's that symbolism, right? Baptism is essentially symbolism and an outward declaration of an inward faith for us. We die to Christ when we're buried in that water. And when we're brought up, we are washed clean and reborn as his followers. And he told us to do that, to remember and focus and to make that outward declaration. So in scripture, when Jesus was baptized, he said the Holy Spirit came down on him like a dove. They, some of the people saw this stuff, oh, and man, it's you know, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And we are to, you know, Jesus did it to set an example for us and sort of his declaration of, I'm here, it's time. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's answer right, to man. that. Showed us how to live. Yep. Number two, do all dreams have a meaning, and do all dreams come from God? Interesting question. Um, I don't think all dreams have a meaning. Um, and do all of them come from God? No, I don't think so, because then that would 
people well, actually people use it as an excuse to do crazy things. I agree. Um, so, you know, I I don't understand. Like, I I, could, I couldn't scientifically explain to you like what a dream is. I know that your brain your brain's activity when you're asleep can enter a certain state, and that's what creates dreams. Um, so a lot of it comes from your own experiences, your own mind, that what it can, re- what it remembers. You know, that's why sometimes when you have a dream and you see someone but you don't know them, like you don't recognize them, you saw them in your life actually. They were just a passerby, but they become a part of your brain, which is crazy how powerful your brain is. Um, so, no, I don't think they have meaning, all of them. You know, the Bible talks about people having dreams. And so can God intervene in a dream and show you something? Absolutely he can. Um, but it doesn't mean they're all going to have meaning. It doesn't mean God is in all of them. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, we know that God God can't speak to you in dreams. Well, how do we know? Well, you know, pray about it, and we assume. But no, every dream, um, we see in Scripture, he says he spoke through dreams. It will never contradict Scripture. It will never tell you to do something crazy. That's right. It's not going to tell you to leave your spouse. It's not going to tell you, know, all those things. It's not yep. going to tell you to sin. That's not from God. Nope. Um, the other thing is, I mean, we know. It's just like everything else. Uh, our brains are, are created a certain way, and, and there's yep. chemicals that come out, and Create that. So no, I don't think that. Do I think some dreams can have meaning? Sure. Yes, some sure. I agree with that. Some can. So how do you know the difference? Pray about it and, and seek scripture. That's good. All right. Um I think it's you, number two. Okay. What is okay, hold let me get closer to oh, Mike. Oh boy. What is your take on these verses? And it's uh because of this It's first Corinthians seven, thirty two through thirty five. That's right. And they're reading from the TPT, which is what, the Passion the Translation? Passion, the pa- Passion, the Passion Translation okay. says because of this, we need to live as free from anxiety as possible. For a single man is focused on the things of the Lord and how he may please him. But a married man is pulled in two directions, for he is concerned about both the things of God and the things of the world in order to please his wife. And the single woman is focused on the things of the Lord so she can be holy both in body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the things of the world and how she may please her husband. I'm trying to help you and make things easier for you and not make things difficult but so that you would have undistracted devotion, serving the Lord constantly with an undivided heart. Um, I'm going to start. 32 says here, I want to read this. Uh, mine is the HCSB, I think the version, mm-hmm. um, just so it's the same verse, version. I'm sorry, same verse, a little different. I want you to be without concerns. An unmarried man is concerned about the things of the Lord, that he may please the Lord, but a married man is concerned about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is concerned about the things of the Lord so that she may be holy both in body and in spirit, but a married woman is concerned about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. Hmm. Now I'm saying this for your own benefit, not to put a restraint on you, but because of what is proper, and so that it may be with a, may be devoted to the Lord without distraction. Um, and before this, he talks about marriage. You know, are you, are you bound to wife? He's saying you become saved and maybe you're... And what do you change about your life situation once you become saved? Mm-hmm. That's where it started. And he says, listen, about virgins, he means unmarried. I have no command from the Lord, but I give you an opinion as one who's by the Lord's mercy trustworthy. Uh, is it fine for why? It is, I consider this as good because of the present distress. It's fine for a man to say as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do you not seek to be loosed. Are you loose from wife? Do you not seek a wife? However, if you do get married, you have not sinned. And a virgin marriage, she has not sinned. But such people have trouble in this life, and I'm trying to spare you. Hmm. Um, and then he goes on to say, you know, concerns. And essentially what he's saying is, listen, first off, we know that marriage is beautiful and it is ordained by God. And he wanted, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Right. But Paul is saying, listen, you need to understand that 
marriage is not easy. Nope. Marriage is going to cause, when you're married, you're torn between, a Christian can be torn between things in the world and pleasing their spouse. And that's really all he's trying to say. And he's trying to say, and it's encouragement to single people, first of all, because it's saying when you're single, you're able to focus on the Lord and do a lot of things. Yeah, man. Um, and also maybe a warning to the married of like, hey, you can love your spouse and do all those things while at the same time making sure that your focus is God. I mean, we've talked about this before. A good husband won't necessarily, a good good wife in the world standards or their spouse's standards is not always going to necessarily be a a, uh, a sold-out believer, but mm. a true Christ disciple will always be a good spouse. That's right, man. So I don't so good. Yeah, so he's really just kind of talking about how hard it is when you're married to be focused on the kingdom sometimes. Oh, you yeah. You have to be intentional about it. Yes. And But it's not saying marriage is evil or wrong. In fact, we know nope. that. We've got to look at it through the lens of all of Scripture. Yes. So That's good. anyway, cool. Um, can the devil hear my thoughts? It's an interesting uh question you know i guess it's int- i guess you know this is i've never thought about this which we is had funny. this question before actually I yes like i feel like <laughs> you know i'm like i never thought of this You're like yeah you have <laughs> um so i've realized that when i am like in a place of like negativity and i start saying like you suck like i'm saying you he's like referring to me in like a third person which is just so odd um i'd imagine with um, him being such, he was a powerful angel of the Lord, you know, does he have special abilities? Yes. So I'm going to have to say, I think he can hear your thoughts. We disagree. I do not believe he can hear your thoughts. Uh, we have no, we have zero proof of that in scripture. He is mm-hmm. not omnipotent and omniscient, which means he doesn't know everything and he's oh, not all powerful. That's true. So if he doesn't know everything, he cannot hear your thoughts. Now he's intelligent enough after thousands of years to be able to read human patterns right okay and i and right so that like, makes sense it's kind of like you i can't read your mind but i know you want enough to know how you're going to react in certain situations that makes a lot so no sense. i do not believe the enemy uh, can hear your thoughts um you know even the idea when it says the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour why would he need to look if he knew if he can read your mind that why makes would he so need much to pray, sense right? man so just the thought i had <laughs> no that's yeah. good that it's changes good my mind entirely i didn't think of it that way good stuff my friend Yes. Okay. Um, says I had a question that related to your sermon from Sunday. Uh, do you think Christians sin just to feel loved? That some might struggle with feeling loved, accepted, or even... Well, actually, that might be a typo. Uh, that some might struggle with feeling loved and accepted, uh, or during even the during the time. good times that they feel they have to do bad just to get that feeling they're loved because they have had someone love them in their dark times. So essentially, that when I read this, it's that idea of like any attention is better than no attention. Yes. Right? So it's kind of like you see a dog acts up because it wants attention, or uh, a little kid can, you know, f- f- you, they say neglected children sometimes can f- can act out in order to get some attention because at least then someone's looking at them. Right. So do I think people do that? Probably. Um, what's scary in those situations, okay, and I'm not saying this judgmentally, but what's scary in those situations is who have they, what have they put above? What's most important to them? Most most important to them is them getting attention, right? They put that above following God. Mm. So it's not God's attention they seek. It's not God's healing or restoration. It's getting some sort of human, of quote, affection or attention. Mm. And that's dangerous. And I think, yeah, I think that probably happens. And I think 
You know, if you're one of those people that struggle with that, you need to be honest with yourself and go to God. There, it's it got kind of good. This ties in with what I said earlier about um, sometimes how we how we're kind of crazy in our faith. Okay, mm. and I, all of us. So if you're a Christian and you do this, think about what you're saying. You say you believe this, but you don't. You know, oh, hey, go to God, and we all go, yeah, I guess so. But none of us really know what that means. Do you actually believe that when you go to God in prayer? and talk to him that he responds to you in the moment or do you just think it's some kind of weird so i'm telling you from experience it doesn't it seem it seems kind of countercultural or seems doesn't make sense but you don't need the attention of those people hmm. to be fulfilled truthfully here's a great example if you were on a desert island would you no longer be a christian <laughs> if you were by yourself on a desert island are you should you just kill yourself because Let's say you had food and stuff. I'm just going to die because I don't have human attention, so God's not real. Mm. You, see what I, you see what I mean? Yeah. So uh, absolutely, I think this happens. Um, but, but I think that goes back to this concept we talk about in Christianity that very few people understand, and that's having your identity in Christ. What I always tell people, and I told you this a few months ago, what I've learned, people, I've brought this up a lot. Todd, how are you so confident in the Lord? First of all, I'm not all the time. But I can tell you that any confidence I do have is this. I would have been put in positions, and I don't brag on this. It stinks, sometimes because of my own choices and sometimes not, where I was had no one. So, for instance, there was a period in my life where I was homeless. I had no job, no car. I didn't have anyone to, you know, I didn't have anyone in my life. And what I had to come to realize was, like, I had suicidal thoughts. It was, is life worth living? Is these things I say I believe, are they real? And I'm telling you what the craziest thing happened. When I let go of the compulsive desire to have attention from some person because there was no one there to get it from. And I went to God, even though it felt crazy, is I felt my relationship with God became very tangible and real. Mm -hmm. And I, I tell people this all the time. I felt, for lack of a better word, God wrapped his arms around me. Mm -hmm. I, I felt the relationship with him in a very real, tangible way. Like I could drive down the road, be talking to him, you know, or walk down the road, be talking to him, and it would be like I'm, I'm, I'm interacting with someone else. Man. It is real, and it's either real or it's not. And those moments that our brain tries to tell us it's not, we have to go to the Bible and remember what he said. Mm. So when Jesus talks about building your foundation on solid rock versus sand, sand yeah. castles, for lack of a better word, sure. and how when the trials of life and the storms come, they're going to knock away the sand, right? And we have That's to start right. over. That's what it means. The only relationship in this life, the only thing 100% guaranteed is my relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you let yourself live in that, and I don't live out of it 100% of the time, 100% perfectly well, but when you do that, you know, even when people don't love you, even when people turn their back on you, even when people don't see you, you, you can have comfort, even supernaturally and emotionally, through the Holy Spirit, through God, and your relationship with Him. And and that's that will stop you from acting out. Because if you think about it, your question's really deep because isn't that why everyone acts out? I go and have sex outside of marriage because I want to be seen and touched and felt. Yeah. I go and take drugs because I want to feel something. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a I'm addicted to this or that because it gives me purpose. You see what I mean? It's yep. all wrapped around that. So what a great question. And I don't know if that helps answer it at all. I think so. Do you think? Um, but yeah, I think that happens. And when it does, we just, we can't control the people, but we've got to focus on ourselves. I will say one other thing. I do think this is a great wake up call for me. Even do I give as much attention to people when they're not in crisis as I do when they are? Mm. And if I don't, is that really loving them? Like I should see That's people so when they're doing man. good. Huh? What's that? 
the mountaintop versus the valley idea. Yeah, man. Do I only see them when they're in the valley? Because that's sad. You know, and that right. probably is true. Even within the church, like, we like projects, right? When you're a project, you get a lot of time and attention. So then we, we people would... Good. People, we, yes, that's so fixers. good. It makes us feel good about ourselves. Yes, and then, so then people would always want to be in a valley then, because then people are... You're seen. Yeah, then you're being loved. Well, yep, that's it good. Goes so, back, it goes back so thank to you for asking. It convicts me and makes me want to make sure that I'm loving on people who are doing the right things, not just not, because there is this weird... You kind of condition people that the, you know, people... Because I've been told this, Todd... Do you not value people that were raised in the church and who have done things the right way? And I and sometimes I probably do come off like I don't when I actually think it's one of the most beautiful things in the world. Yeah. A good friend Andy has talked about that. He goes, he has said it's so true. He's like, don't talk to you know the people who have had to go through what I went through or who did and didn't follow God and went into sin and then came to know Him. Yeah, that's a cool story. But I think it's even cooler the people who withstood that and walked through life following God from from an early age. Man. You know, it's true. And so I never I apologize if I ever seem to glorify not growing up in the church. I actually say it sadly, because I think if you're yes, the church can hurt you. But you're I think if you're a much healthier person, because yes, God I, has wired us that way. I would agree. Definitely anyway, healthier. Just my thoughts. Yeah, man. It's good. So I think we've each asked. Yeah, I think that's I'll give you one more toilet paper rolled over or under. Oh, dude, over easily. I think we did talk about this, actually. I brought it up when it wasn't on the oh, list. Oh, yeah. We talked about it last week. We just added it to the list because it wasn't on the list. That's Never right. Mind. So here's what I'll ask you, AJ, instead of that one. Okay. Will you guys ever do Real Talk Live again? I love being able to interact and give my thoughts on what you guys are talking about and ask questions in the moment. So there's actually Rumors, some plans. Rumblings. Some plans, rumblings. I don't know what to call it. Rumors. Who knows, man? Stay tuned to our social media, especially our TikTok. I think there's some clues coming out whether hmm. this might be happening. Interesting. Right? Fun turn, you heard that story? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we've got some moles out there giving information they shouldn't be given. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hear that anyway. So yeah, stay yeah. tuned. Hmm. Anyway, I think that's about it for today. We miss you guys on Real Talk Live. But anyway, yes. you got anything to say, man? Just thank you guys so much. You know, it's so cool. You know, I know just another, I guess, a little confession real quick is like yeah. I... I don't know. I take for granted a lot of my life, and I, I tend to not see the like see the cool impact that this show has. Mm. So I, I I am willing to say like I don't always give it my best effort or my best thought. Um, and so thank you guys so much for despite that being so cool to come alongside us, and you're part of the kingdom for that. Like you mm. guys are, you guys have brought people because of your willingness to share and listen and just stay tuned. People have. I mean, they've made steps in the faith because of that. Amen. And that's so cool. And I, I personally apologize because I forget that sometimes. I forget that, you know, there is, you know, tr there's Trents in the world who needed to see this. And now... Love you, Trent. Love you, brother. Um, and it's so cool. Um, and I just wanted to say that I love you guys so much. And you guys have made my world so... I mean, you blessed me so much by your 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 input, your feedback, your guys is, you know, just tuning in, sharing it. And you know, it means so much. And I'm sorry that I have not always acted in that, in that, uh, grateful, that gratefulness. Um, so I love you guys. Thank you so much for, uh, just watching. I hope you guys appreciate this episode. It's a fun one. I'm excited to <laughs> release it because we go in a lot of places. So if you are watching from Facebook, please share the video, put a little blurb at the top of why you liked it. Someone will click on it. I'm and telling keep you. Write in those comments. Yes, keep commenting. You know, let's let's defeat it. <laughs> let's overcome. Love it. Um, if you're watching from YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you'll get notified whenever we post. 
If you're watching from Rumble, thank you guys so much for watching from Rumble. That's so cool because I know we're not really very well known on that platform. Hoping to be. But uh, if you're one of those people, that's awesome. And, and share it from Rumble, too. Share Rumble, a Absolutely. Rumble link. Do whatever you can do um, to get past uh, the other place. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. Fun turn? I think he covered most of it. Um, just, yeah, continue sharing our stuff. Leave us reviews on the uh, podcast stuff. That really helps yes. us the business into things. Leave something written down. In the bottom, you can even tell us even if you like uh, just peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You've heard it before. Uh, or your favorite Reese's, because they have like 30,000 of them now. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite Reese's item right now? Let us know. Give us that five-star review. And uh, nice. if if you don't have nothing nice to say, we, we ask you not to leave, leave a review. Um, <laughs> it was nice seeing you, but uh, please don't leave a review. <laughs> if you don't like it, uh, we're glad you stopped by. Uh, but if you want to chop it up and even ask questions, even if you want to want to go into it a little bit, again, there's there's rumbling on the horizon. Maybe Real Talk Live will be back where you can we can go on ahead and chop it up. We've definitely gone into crazy things on that. So, oh yeah. Well, this has been an awesome episode. I'm excited to see what happens with this one as well. Uh, at yeah. the very least, everybody share YouTube too and everything Lord else. Masters Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, thank you, and you're right on Fun Turn. Thank you guys so much. I love you guys. Thanks for love you putting too. up with me. Great show. Great uh, questions. Great thoughts. Thank you guys so much, especially all of you that are part of the Book Nook. Book Nook. The, the YouTube crew. Blah, the blah. U crew. Yeah, so regardless, rumble jumble. Um, <laughs> hey, we are a nonprofit, meaning we ain't rich. We don't do this for a bunch of... Uh, cash, but a couple things I would say. One is if you're listening and you have a local business or even on and you want your product reviewed, we have reached literally thousands. Some episodes we have had, particularly of our live, we have reached 3,000 people at a time. If you're a local person and you want um, you want a little spot or want us to review your product, get a hold of us using the yeah. link that we provided, www.theremit.live slash real dash talk. Just act, use it like you're asking a question. Hit that in and we would love to review your product, give your thoughts and have it reach some people that maybe it wouldn't reach otherwise. Oh, the yeah. other thing is if you want to donate, again, completely nonprofit. We are a nonprofit organization sponsored by a church. You can go to www.theremit.live slash give. Use the drop down box to go down to Real Talk and you'll know it'll go directly into this show. Yes. Keep these guys and me here so that they can eat and we can survive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so other than that, I hope you guys have a great day. We love you so much. Had a great time. God bless you. <laughs>